staring, staring into the light. Don't go towards the light. It's drawing me in closer and closer to my demise. Yeah. However, yeah, well, that's where I want those cue dice people to go. So explain this again. There's there's, there's, there's a, a clear division in the household there's, between there's, crushed ice people and cube there's, dice. People. There's two factions of of people in the house. The, factions of Phalen. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Those right. who like crushed ice and those that are wrong. I mean, that like keep it. <laughs> They're not here. They're not represented on <laughs> exactly. the. You could say whatever you want, man. Uh, they don't even listen. They are, they so. are the cubed ice people who never switch back over when they're getting their heathenist cube or yeah cubed ice they never put it back to the crushed ice and that's a that's a difficult task for you to remember to do at your old age so you're just you need them to do well, it well you. you know in the middle of the night you're not paying attention you you don't i don't turn the lights on i just do everything by touch yeah me and too. yeah so i like that that's that has been a mistake so many times that, that i've still not it learned is from. well What's even more of a mistake is those cubed ice heathens who don't pay attention and a cube has fallen on the floor. It is melt. Oh, it is melted. Yeah. They make a pool. And then I step in it in my socks. And what yeah. is the worst feeling in the world? Other than being shot, it would be. I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there that this is probably still not the worst because to me, the worst is stepping in a warm pile of dog crap, <laughs> which I don't have a dog for that very reason. Okay. Well, so how do you know? <laughs> happened to me in the past. <laughs> it has happened in the past. Which... It is. That's got to be one of the most disgusting things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it really kind of sucks to have wet socks. Usually it's with like, why do you have my glass? There's like few <laughs> lines of territory that I draw. One of them is like, you know, my glass, you know, my mug here. Um, you know, and then a couple of other ones that are like, is like, Mike, they're the cost and yours alone. So the coffee mug, which I don't have around me, um, but the coffee mug is by Auburn alumni coffee mug. Mm. And anytime somebody else is using it, I'm like, did you go to Auburn? <laughs> did you earn that did mug? You, exactly. <laughs> did you earn that mug? No, you didn't. <laughs> you did. Can I have my right. mug back, please? So the, who is the, the, who's on each side of the, the faction line here? I, I have a feeling I, I know the answer, so, but I, and I mean, and the reason I think I know the answer is because I think I also know why you don't pour your cup of water onto said offender. Uh, the, that might come back yeah, to hurt you. The heathens are mm -hmm. my oldest son and my wife. Mm, there, there and, it is right there. Exactly. So there's why I don't <laughs> pour, you know, water on people's heads. I mean, with your son, you could definitely get away with that. He's not he's not the, the big one who's no, in he's Northern you, Michigan right yeah. now who can wrestle you to the ground exactly. and take you out in a moment. Exactly. Not not that he's not capable, I'm but he's sure he's also can. not that kind of a He's not that kind of a person. A, he Yeah, he's just not that kind of a exactly. person. Exactly. So, you know. He's just <laughs> the kind of person who always always takes my Auburn alumni mug. You know? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So the heathen it goes deeper than ice cubes. Exactly. So I can see. Well, no, but he, so he's using my coffee mug, defiling mm -hmm. my coffee mug with cubed ice water. What? Makes no sense. Well, he I, doesn't drink coffee, somebody, so. I know somebody, and they might listen to this podcast still, but they would walk around the office with a coffee mug full of hot water. 
just hot water because that, the, here's the reasoning. The reasoning was it, they got off caffeine. They stopped drinking coffee. Yeah. They didn't want any caffeine. And so the warm cup of water still gave them the feeling like they were participating in the coffee culture of architecture, hmm. but they weren't getting the the side effects of said coffee, especially in the afternoon where you just can't sleep anymore once you reach a certain age, right? So you stop drinking coffee in the afternoon, I, <laughs> at least caffeinated coffee. I, <laughs> so I swear a cup of water. that I have never, and I don't know why, but I have never had that issue where, have, you know. Whatever, dude. So, you, don't, you don't sleep. It's not that you can't sleep because of coffee. It's that you can't sleep at all. I know this. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I can't believe you were about to say, like, it, it's not abnormal for me. It's like, what do you, you sleep like three hours a day. That's okay. all. And that three hours of sleep is not related in any way, shape, or form right. to caffeine. Yeah. I can imagine. Actually, yeah. I, I will say this, that I have cut myself off where I literally only drink two cups of coffee. Uh, it's with my breakfast and kind of that pre-lunch are the two cups mm -hmm. and then once i'm done with that then you're done I, I i will i will pour that second cup and no matter how much is left in the craft i will pour it out wow i will force myself to avoid you are done exactly i have i have one cup of coffee that is two cups big in the morning <laughs> <laughs> okay my, my math well, I use the excuse that I need to like walk downstairs and like get away from the desk. And so I use that. Yeah, that's a, a good excuse. Exactly. Yeah. Here's yeah, my, my uh, exercise entails walking down to get coffee, walking back up to sit at desk, walking back down to get coffee, walking back your up to Your morning calisthenics exactly. routine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> get your steps in, get your flights mm. in, uh, all in one. Yeah, just and the coffee. So it's all the, that's the good part of life right exactly. there. You, what you just described is the good life is that in between the kitchen and the desk. There you go. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The good life. <laughs> well, you got some good news this week, right? From NCARB. I want to talk Ooh, about that. Oh, yes. In fact, you were, actually. You were thrilled not, to get this email. Not only did I <laughs> get that email and then share it with you and you're like, wait, what? That yeah. I got a follow-up email that says, remember, we're waiving your fees to <laughs> keep that dopamine going. So it was a, a follow-up email. So okay. one of the things that a lot of people, so I don't know if this is everybody or, or whatever. So our firm participates in paying for our AIA dues. It's a good tool for, I know, good incentive for, you know, registered architects. And then we don't have to worry about the eight nine hundred dollars worth of fees eight hundred and something dollars we just complained about on a recent exactly video. exactly <laughs> so then we have you know we usually have like you know right after you get a license you know you've got your free what year or so of NCARB and so that carries on and I renewed it a few times well you've been you You've been paying for that already, right? True, Just to true. maintain your NCARB record right. while you're going through your licensing process. Right. Because then once you get your license, they send that off to your state, which is, from what I understand, a very difficult and time-consuming belabored operation, right? To actually just send that you file from one send? computer to another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and so... 
And so, you know, for a few years uh, after registration, I decided to go ahead and keep it up. So I was in CARP for, you know, for a while. And then it got to the point where it's like, wait, I'm paying for this out of the pocket. I'm paying for a couple of licenses out of pocket. The only thing I'm not really paying for is my AIA um, fees. So mm-hmm. I'm looking to cut my own expenses. Yeah, and, well, because there are so many. There, I mean, it, it, is, there ex- are so it many. is expensive to maintain your all of these credentials. Yeah, and and it and it, especially if you don't immediately see the benefit of the credential. Exactly. It because do you know how much how much is it to maintain your NCARB per year thing every year per year is yeah, like two fifty or two fifty a year. Yeah, and so and then and then you can say NCARB after your exactly. name. So, so like. Cormac Phelan, AIA, comma, NCARB, comma, lead AP, comma, CDT, comma, you know, all that. Basically, it's Cormac Phelan alphabet soup. You know, right. And well, you're a a professional. No, yeah, you know, especially no less. And, um, you know, Monsieur in front of it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, but so obviously, oh, and don't forget that, you know, because I have a Florida license. I also have to um, pay for what's called a, you know, an enhanced code or advanced, sorry, advanced code courses of CEUs. So Mm. because Florida requires essentially certification to understand the Florida building code, the nuances of the Florida building code, you know, hurricane stuff and all of like the product approval things and everything else. So they require you to take some courses and those courses are not free. There is not a single, I, I, I've looked and scoured, you know, for those two hours, <laughs> as we all for do. those two hours, <laughs> I have to pay a minimum of 150 bucks for it. So, so there which is was there any additional, was there any additional testing you had to do for a Florida license? No, no, it's, it's, okay. it's all in the CEUs later. Okay. So, which is, which is twice the one class or the one CEU or the two hours of CEU that I need for my, to maintain my Florida license, that one CEU is twice as much as it costs to actually pay for the Florida license. <laughs> oh gosh. Gotta love it. Well, I mean, you could be in California and just have to do it all. True. <laughs> True. So- you got to You've got to have the five ZNEs and you've got to have the five ADAs and you've got. I'm sure it's, it's additional costs. And we had the extra test and yeah. yeah, all that stuff. So I let it lapse. And to if I were to renew, I would have to pay $250 plus, let's just call it a shy of $1,300. And so. Before, before we move on, yes. before you get into. The, the NCARB stuff again. I just want to point out that your Florida license is completely useless, and we just need to make sure everybody knows that right now. Well, thank you. You're not using it at all. Well, don't worry. You know, don't forget that I, you know, also <laughs> have a Maryland license, and I am now right. living in Michigan. So, right. I'm sorry. You can right. say that twice. <laughs> no, you can say it right back I to me because I, I have a California license that I my goal is to not use it either. Yeah, and so okay, so um, back to the NCARB stuff. For you to get licensed in Oregon, do yes. you have to be NCARB certified? Yes, you do. Oh, and and so you didn't need that to get your Maryland so I, license because you got your Florida license. Got first, my Florida correct? license first, and 
Okay. So the reciprocity process in Maryland was essentially providing my, all of my college transcripts, three letters of reference, my Florida license, all of my AXP or, you know, whatever it was. At I'm the just time. laughing because you keep all the stuff on hand, right? You keep well, some the good, transcripts. The, so the good thing was, is that even though, God. even though so I crazy. didn't have, I, even though I didn't need NCARB, because what was, okay, so here's, here's the funny, sick joke of that is the cost to yes. the cost. Exactly. The not to get transcripts. To get, <laughs> to get everything pulled together was like $750 or something like that for me to go through the process of being NCARB certified for my Maryland license. It only took me sending off certified copies of, of different things, certified copy of my Florida license, certified copy of my transcripts, and then just three letters of reference. It, that's all I needed to then send it off to the state of Maryland and the state of Maryland then approved my, my licensure and then, you know, gave me reciprocity. This is professional theater. <laughs> Let's be totally yeah. honest here. Like there is, there are these things that are, you know, it's very important than this. And, and, and it, it's like a checkbox on a computer yeah. screen in a database. And that is that then there's all of this, these other hoops that you have to jump through as a professional to maintain professionality. So, so in, in depending on how each state provides issues out the professional licensure, mm -hmm. it, they either have adopted NCARB as an easier path for, uh, as a lighter load for, for them so that they don't yeah. have to hire people to certify the licensures. They have somebody, they have an out, basically they've yeah. outsourced it. They have a professional agreement with a outsourcing company but, called NCARB. Exactly. Yeah. But thank, but thankfully there are states that still we've got, you know, a professional licensing board anyway, and we'll go ahead and throw architecture as part of that whole process. And, you know, if you want to get a license, you basically have to have your transcripts, your, you know, certification of your other licenses show that it's all in good standing and then your three letters of recommendation and that's it. And so yeah. I haven't really looked into Michigan to find out whether or not what I need mm -hmm. to do with Michigan. But I've also realized though, that for professional development, I actually like a lot of the CEUs that are provided by NCARB. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, you lost me at, I like CEUs because I know you do like CEUs well, and I think that's so funny. And so, it, but this, you spend your, you do this, you do it quite often. Yeah. You, you obviously being an architect is a career of lifelong learning. We always yeah. have to be learning new things. So it, I mean, kudos to you that that's something you like because for most of us, it's scrambling at the end of our license year to get that stuff crammed in so we can send them the money and continue the license. So I will say that I normally always have probably twice as many CEUs you have more. than I need <laughs> yeah. to. Right. Um, and, and full disclosure, the only CEU that I'm scrambling for is the one that I actually have to pay for. So if, it was funny as, um, that you don't need that, that you don't need the, the, the last, the last time I did my Florida renewal, I had. 48 
HSWs. Oh man! And what's the what's the requirement? Um, eighteen or twelve or eighteen, I think, or yeah. something. Or that's for AIA. Well, that, tw- that's just 20, AIA. 24, yeah. 24 in a two year period for Florida. Oh, wow. and that's a lot. and two of those has to be the advanced codes, advanced codes, and so. <laughs> Basically, I had 48, but only 22 of them really mattered. And the other, the, the remainder, because none of them were advanced code, didn't really matter. Yeah, you can't roll so over I, So, <laughs> So if you... No rollover plan on this. So if you <laughs> look at them, because I had to get it done December whatever, uh, or December 31st, if you look at when I took the paid for out of pocket... What my last C, my last required CEU, it was December twentieth. Yeah. So, uh, let's let's take a step back here for a moment and just like, what is the purpose of NCARB for licensure for those people who don't? Maybe there's students listening and they're like, "And what? But what is what is NCARB?" So it's the National National uh, Council of Accreditation right? NCARB Accreditation or Registered Registered. Regist- I don't even know what it is. National. Board. Should I? Should I? We should cut that whole piece out. <laughs> yeah, National Council of Architects Registration Board is what I think it is. Yes. Uh, now National that, now Council. That here we are, now that I have, National Council okay, of Council. Architectural Registration Boards. Right. So they're the ones who actually provide the, all of the ARE architect registration exam, yes. and and for all the candidates across every state, right? And it's it's the same test for everybody. And then certain states have their own test, which is not given, provided by NCARB, right? So state. that's a separate yeah. that's a separate thing. That's a state thing. But then NCARB is basically keeping track of where you went to school, when you graduated, your degree yeah. that it was accredited, right? And then you have the exams that they're keeping track of, pass, fail, making sure that you Right. Do it within the time period, which has now been abolished, uh, kind of, asterisk, asterisk. And then they have this quote-unquote record of you and your accomplishments through through this. And then they transfer that to your state to verify, if the state requires them to, uh, to verify that you've done all the things, mm-hmm. right? So that you can actually get your registration or license, depending on the state that you're in. And so what you're saying is, it was $250 a year to have to maintain your NCARB record, which also allows you to be registered with NCARB and put NCARB after your name as if anybody knows what that stands for. They don't, right. but a lot of people do use that in lieu of or in addition to AIA after their name, which but, you can then say, yep, it means I'm an architect, right? But the, then the question is, is do, does anybody else know what AIA means? And well, it it has. I think it it does, but not for everybody. Sure. Right? So there are a lot of people who know that AIA means architect, but they also think that that's all that it means. Right. They don't think it means that you're part of a a, a national organized group on behalf of all architects in you know well who are reg- who are part of their group <laughs> in the United States. Organized. Yeah. Or <laughs> Cormac's doing. Bunny bunny ears air quotes on the YouTube right now. Exactly. 
organized, yeah, organization, professional organization. So not to be confused with the union. I shouldn't say organization. I should say association, right? It, right. it is the American Institute of Architects. It is a, a professional association. It's, it um, definitely certi- certifies that we're institutionalized. Yeah, exactly. Or we right. should be institutionalized, something like that. So NCARB does not require any coursework or anything for you to maintain. They just require the $250, whereas AIA... You have to pay 800 and something dollars. The majority of that goes to national. Some of that goes to state. Some of it goes to local. Yeah. And you have CEs that you have to do right. to maintain your AIA. Uh, just That's just part of the requirement. Yeah. And that they track that through their website. So right. there's, there's a whole lot going on here. And it is totally confusing, I think, for most people who are not actively doing it. Right. Um, but if you don't continue your NCARB dues and record, then what happens is, is like I just went through this process where I moved from California to Oregon. Oregon says, just send us your NCARB record. You go back to NCARB and they say, you owe us $1,200 because you haven't maintained your record. Well, that's usually- So the email, go ahead. So no, I was going to say that's usually like $1,200 plus the then, you know, next year's uh, $250 for the next, for the following exactly. year. And, and there's some maximum number. There's a formula to it. So it's like, it's not like it'll go continue on forever. If you didn't maintain your NCARB record for 20 years, there's, there's like a maximum number in there right. that it would cap out at. Yeah. But what happened was they sent an email to you that said, we're waiving all of those back fees. Just, just re re up for another year, 250 and you're back in. So what they did was they, so I'm still still able to log in to my NCARP records and all this other stuff right? because so, yeah. I am a reviewer of, of a couple of people's hours. You know, I, yeah, I, 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 I certify yeah. their hours and all that other stuff. And so, and they track all that in there too yeah. for AXP. Yeah. So they're, everybody who is trying to get licensed or in the process, I should say, as a candidate for licensure or registration, they're actually have a certain number of hours that they have to show that they did in all these different categories for experience hours mm-hmm. in construction administration and project management and all these different categories. Yeah. And in each for each piece of that, they could name one or two or more architects who will sign off on those hours for them. And all of that is also tracked through NCARB, right? So because that's an additional requirement that you have to meet to get your license. Like you have to do all, you have to pass all the ARES and have a certain number of hours in each one of these categories that's been signed off by a licensed architect or, you know, there's a, there's a, a few different options there, but all of that is tracked in your NCARB record, which they are quote unquote maintaining. Again, it's just a, a file on a database. I got something interesting here. What's that? Okay, so you're live. So you're, you're looking at the site I'm, live. I'm looking at, it up. So I'm looking at like state requirements for you know because we were talking about what do you do you need to have an NCARB certification for for your licensure in or reciprocity. Yeah. So here here's something interesting, and I I, I practice requirements is a, a selected tab that you can do. An NCARB certificate holder is allowed to offer their services without being registered in this jurisdiction contingent that they are registered before those services are performed. Hmm. So if, and funny enough, you're in one of those states, 
So if you are NCARB certified, mm. you can render architectural services. That actually says architectural services. That actually says architectural <laughs> services in the state of Oregon. If you are NCARB certified, even if you are not an Oregon state licensed architect. Interesting. I've never heard I've of that before. I've never heard of that before my, either. That's, I'm just completely, because, so they've got basically a couple of categories, initial registration, reciprocal, let me try this in English, reciprocal registration, registration renewal, and practice requirements. And interestingly enough, there's, there's a handful, not a lot, one, two, three, four. Than, Sorry. This is more than more than a handful. Nin, 19 states, 19 states that allow that that requirement. Which interesting. also interesting is Maryland is one of those states that <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that I didn't need an actual Maryland license to practice architecture in Maryland. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Or you could just work at a firm where an arch another architect signs the drawings and you don't have to have it at all. I think, I think I could be wrong that I do already. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's actually, it's, it's interesting because, you know, when you're doing reciprocal, uh, so there are, you know, another handful and I'm not going to count them, but there are another handful that are, that do require NCARB as the, basically the governing jurisdiction for reciprocity. Michigan is not one of those states that requires. It. Yeah. So what, so if there's, if you don't need an NCARB record that's current, what, what are your options in Michigan or what, what are the requirements I'm I gonna, say in Michigan? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's your, uh, the same thing that I, I use for it. It's cause it's interesting is because like Maryland either is now or it shows that you can practice there, but you don't need NCARB certification for reciprocity. But if you have an NCARB certification, you can be a, you can practice architecture. Yeah. It right, is without weird. a Maryland license. It's so very yeah, weird. That is weird. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm assuming very much the similar option that I had in Maryland where I didn't use NCARB for my certification. I can just basically provide a bunch of information and, you know, official transcripts, have my official licensure of the other states and all of that other right. stuff transferred over. And, and your letters of recommendation. And my letters of recommendation. <laughs> that are written by ChatGPT. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, coming back to that, I've, I've been quite enamored with what that, because truth be told, when we had our conversation about ChatGPT and AI and all that other stuff that people will hopefully have already listened to and maybe not. It, I, I was coming from, this is what I hear other people saying about AI kind of, you know, mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm actually like dipping my toe into AI, I'm like, whoa, really? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's actually scary powerful. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So, so in Oregon now, I have the opportunity, Cormac, because guess what? I got the email too. Did you finally get I was, the email? I was... It was actually in my inbox. I just couldn't find it. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> so you texted me and you're like, no way. Wow. This is awesome. I don't, I can now, 
and and I was like, oh, I need that. I didn't get that email. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I had the the FOMO. I was missing out. And so, um, I now have found the email in my inbox, and it was it was actually a different oh. amount for me. It was it was good. What was yours? I think it was twelve fifty for me. Mine was maybe basically twelve fifty. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, and that I think I did the math, and it was like eleven hundred dollars or eleven fifty that I would have had to spend. So maybe that is like you were saying, plus another two fifty for the next year. Um, and so this is saving me a lot of money if I choose to get licensed in yeah. Oregon, which I don't need to. Um, I don't think right, but I'm definitely not letting my California license lapse because in California you have to take the no yeah the extra exam. Oh. And so if I let that license lapse you, and I ever do need it in California again, guess you what? Have to I got to do that again. You have again. to take the exam again? I don't want to do that. Yep. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> so it's interesting. So I, I got three emails from NCARB all talking about the, the waiving of the fees. The first one mm -hmm. was a kind of a direct result of a survey that I took basically saying, you know, we heard your feedback um, that reestablishing your NCARB record has become very costly. So we are waiving your re reactivation fees for the next 60 days. Now I thought I was special because I was, I had taken you a did survey. For a little bit. And, and so for <laughs> at least a week I was special. And then, and then they emailed out that exact email that you got that, okay. um, a week. Yeah. A week later. Um, yep, 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 yep. About a, no, not a week later, four days later. That basically said, you know, oh, we're going to waive it for everybody, mm -hmm. which is great because there's this interesting push for NCARB from everything that I've been reading to realign themselves as a competitor to AIA when it comes mm -hmm. to providing a lot of professional services for the architect. And by providing all of these tracking, by providing the, you know, reciprocity, AIA doesn't do reciprocity. You know, AIA yeah. doesn't do licensure. You know, you're, you're only allowed to say, Hey, I'm AIA if you're licensed. And if you pay the but, money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and to do the CEs. I mean, right. really to be, it comes down to it. We all could literally just not call ourselves AIA or NCARB. And just call mm -hmm. ourselves RAs and mm -hmm. RA makes far more sense because it's registered mm -hmm. architect instead in just like medical doctor or mm -hmm. dental doctor, was it DDS or something yeah, like that? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all of these or Esquire, if we want to get pinky, <laughs> pinky fancy on being a lawyer, but I mean, it's interesting that we do all of these hoops to have the alphabet soup behind our name when really once we get licensure, we already have at least two letters behind our name and that's RA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. I, I have been seeing a lot more NCARB after people's names lately yeah. and I'm not sure why I'm seeing Because them. they and waive their fees. Well, yeah, but that is, that is no, so, I'm, too I'm just, recent. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. And and it is interesting because I think all of these organizations are looking for ways to raise their revenue. Um, and at the same time, we're all over here saying everything costs more money. Everything. Yeah. Ice cubes cost more money, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's incredible right now. And, now. and they're also looking for ways to bring in revenue. 
it's no secret, and we've talked about it on the show before, that the administration of NCARB makes a lot of money, right? Yeah. And and yeah. so it's it is just it's kind of. I think there are a lot of people who are like, "Oh, really? You waive the fees, and all they're doing is turning you into a, a customer who's ghosting them back into a customer again, right? Without the penalties." Yeah. And so it, I think a lot of people are interested in it. But at the same time, it's like this was this is two hundred and fifty dollars that you could use for what? And so, NCARB has to win that competition of like who gets the two hundred and fifty dollars at this point. So, I, th- I think for me, it's more about like is this something I actually need to do to achieve the goal that is at hand, or is this something that I can continue to just put off and never ha- actually have to use? But, NCARB. Here's a, here's a plus if you're interested. NCARB has, um, as as this uh, article says, celebrate a reciprocity agreement between the U.S. and the U.K. So they've helped streamline the process if you ever want to become a registered architect in the U.K. So hmm. there you go. Yeah. If, if you would go. like to put more... Um, uh, initials behind your name. You could be a Ribba. You could be a yeah. Well, <laughs> so I could see that being useful for a very small fraction of people. Maybe it's bigger than I think. But you also said that you thought their continuing education was a better offering yeah. than others yeah. that you've seen. Now, which so is that included in in your registration? Or it is. You yes. Have to pay additional it for is, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I will say this. Now we mean again this weird little addiction of CEUs that I have. Um, <laughs> very odd. It, uh, I will say that there are a lot of really good architectural publications that d- offer their own CEUs that are really good CEUs. They're very timely to the profession. They they basically host with a lot of like you know tech people and things like that. And one of my favorites is actually not a sponsor, the Architects Newspaper. You know, and they have a really good set of CEUs and some of them are just interesting. They're, they're good lectures. You know, they talk about like the most recent one I did was on, um, mass timber and it, and it was, and it was interesting. So, you know, I, I'm just really interested in this mass timber movement and, and how it's mm-hmm. being used and starting to see high rises or, you know, mid rises at least being made out of mass timber. And so that to me is interesting. Weirdly enough, but that still is interesting to me. And so, okay, I don't know how many different emails that I have subscribed to the Architects newspaper. I get basically at least three announcements of the same CEUs every day, mm-hmm. which of course is fun. It's either that or I really need to like figure out like how to unsubscribe from everyone except for like one. It's not that hard. This little button at the link at the bottom of the emails. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's, it's kind of like how hard it is for NCARB to send that record over to your state. Thanks. It's about that hard. That hard to click a button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm going to do? Riveting, riveting content. You know what I'm going to do? Riveting content. I'm going to see. What? Now, we'll, so here's another like dumb, stupid, interesting thing from me is, you know, because we're doing international work and I'm doing work in Saudi Arabia right now. Everything that like all of the standards that they go by in Saudi Arabia are RIBA standards. 
Mm, and going to look into it. And huh? so, you know, it would be interesting to understand like the whole process behind like how it's, it's, it's. Did you see what I'm, see the movie? Yeah. I'm making yeah. Here? I will never sign a, I will never sign and seal a doc <laughs> overseas. It's like those, um, uh, paper soldiers that just collect, um, awards and all that other stuff. And, uh, I'll just have all of my, uh, I'll, I'll have like, yeah. you know, like all the bling that shows you are certified in Florida and yep. Maryland and Michigan and the UK. It's not bling, Cormac. It's flair. How it's many fl- pieces of right. flair Flare. are you? <laughs> I don't have enough flair. Cause you, you need more flair. Don't you need at least three pieces of flair. Don't you need a minimum of 10? It might be, it might be a more, which is less than a handful according to you. That's true. <laughs> a handful equals 19. It's very specific. <laughs> well, good news for everybody out there who's let their end carb record lapse for the last decade plus. Uh, you can re-up for $250 and then you can get your reciprocity and allows you to get licensed in another state should you need that. And, uh, I, you know, this is the second piece of good news from NCARB this year. And yeah. we're recording right now on May the 4th, be with you. And the, uh, the whole NCARB with good news is great news. I think that's, that's good for the profession. Doing yeah. things that are wor- working towards a stronger, more positive profession is exactly what, what we need to see a lot more of. And that, that first piece of good news that we talked about a few weeks ago, um, about the abolishment of the Roiland clock. I know talked to a friend of mine who kind of our age been struggling with the, the t- time and everything else. And he'd been hit a couple of times with the rolling clock and good news is, is that I believe he's only once they reestablish and reinstitute his, the other tests that he lost, he's got one test left and that's good. I mean, but, it is. But, it's a good cause because it's a big weight. Yeah. Cause he just like, it's. People know the longer you get into your career, honestly, the harder and harder it gets to be able to find the time to sit down and carve out just time to study because you've got so many other like growing responsibilities in your career and your life and everything else. And I'm not saying that younger architects don't have that. It's just they're doing it right by doing it early and getting it out of the Mm. way. I actually, I totally agree. I actually talked to somebody at our firm who just got licensed a couple of months ago. And I was just like, you know, Hey, I haven't, you know, talked to you in a while. So how does it feel to have that burden, uh, the tests behind you? And he's like, oh man, I just, I don't know what to do with myself. He goes, I, I, you know, it's like, I'm always, it's like, I'm always working and I'm always studying. And now I don't have to study. So I don't know what to do with my time. I'm like, I don't know what yeah, to do. Like, I don't know what to do with my time. I'm like, live life, uh, just yeah, live seriously. life. Isn't that the, like the real story of, of being an architect? You train so hard, like school is all consuming <laughs> and it basically trains you to be like that yeah, and yeah. to constantly fill your time. I mean, it could be <laughs> like you with the CEUs. <laughs> it could be studying for your learners. ARES. It it could be all these things that, that you just, yeah, you, you forget actually how to, architects forget how to live because architecture is all consuming. So 
it's pretty maybe, appropriate that he said that. Maybe the maybe the weirdness that I have with CEUs stems from the decade, what felt like decades of studying for the AREs, yep. rolling clock and everything else. It, it, it was decades, really. Um, and the overworking. And the, and and the, the overworking the and everything else that is just like, this is normal. Something doesn't feel right. I need to keep studying something. Oh, yeah. let me study the latest technology or, or materials yeah. or whatever. I suffer from this in my own way as well. So I can't judge. <laughs> I don't know how many times I could learn roughly the same thing about rain screens. But I do. But you, but you shall continue. <laughs> but I shall continue. The CEs will continue until what? what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I know uh, totally where you're going with that. The reference. Yeah. 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 It was the, the the beatings will continue until morale improves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the meetings will continue until morale improves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well, until next time. The good news. We'll share it. This is the way. This is the way.